let's go. Let's go. Let's get this done. We can vamp after. Hello, this is M. This is Jackson. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> and we are here for the latest meta mapping about everyone's favorite shooter of the 90s, Doom. Wolfenstein 3D. Wolfenstein 3D is really good. It's not Doom. Yes. Let's be real. We we played that recently. Yeah. Um, did you play Wolfenstein 3D? I, I played it. didn't play it through like you did, but okay. I played it. Um, this podcast was our fifth episode. It came out February 28th, 2014. In it, you will notice the Twitter handles are wrong. The genders <laughs> are wrong. My yes, name is wrong. Yep. <laughs> Almost Everything every fact about wrong. the podcast is wrong because we've just moved over from Tumblr to Squarespace. The sound quality is fucking awful. In this, we've just moved over to WordPress. We have now. Oh, sorry, sorry, not, uh, not Squarespace. Just... WordPress. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant WordPress, and my brain just totally hit erased WordPress as a thing that could be a <laughs> platform you're on. Destroyed WordPress owned. Um, the I feel like the sensibilities were here, but this feels like it fell off of another planet. Some of the sensibilities are here. I really don't like these early episodes with uh, how I am in them. Uh, which, I mean, I know that happens whenever you listen to something that's older than, like, a week. You think, this is terrible in every way. I'm a different person now. Uh, but oh, I'm, I'm getting uh, better at getting through these. <laughs> maybe the the epitome of this is the list of PS2 RPGs you say you're going to play, and then no, you have not even, touched any of them? Not even, I thought we weren't going to even bring that up. <laughs> but actually, it's the part where we get in an argument about the encounter slider and Bravely Default. That's the thing that is perhaps the like most archaic part of this podcast. I still kind of feel it, though. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. I recognize that I'm wrong, but... Look, there is no denying that when you just put the buttons to break the RPG in, like, in the menu, I'm always going to click on them and it's going to feel weird. Also, remember when we had like existential crises about playing video games is like the thing we did? Uh, we solved this by starting other podcasts. Yeah, no, we just don't play games as much anymore. It's a really easy solution, actually. Because we, we went for years of like, oh, God, video games. Oh, do we want to keep doing this? Do we want to... Uh? And then our solution was to watch more Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, if you start six other podcasts, the podcast that gives you a lot of angst doesn't have the time to fill you with angst anymore. No, it just becomes a thing you do. It's much more balanced. Um, we're in a much better place about the show now. It's great. Um, Doom's still amazing. Doom is great. A world in which a Doom 4 has come out and everyone was wrong about it. Uh, Doom is still a game people should go back and play. Highly recommended. Doom. It's good. Yeah. It's like 13 or 34 megs or something. Yeah. You can get it. It's regularly on sale for like fucking a dollar and a half. Get it from Steam. Get it from GOG. It doesn't matter where. Just load up Doom and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, Doom's great. Doom 2. Less great. I can say Doom that for two. a fact now. <laughs> I have played Doom 2. I didn't finish it because it sucks. Yeah, it's too long. It's too into its dumb mazes and teleporters and bullshit. It it sucks only in the context of do you want Doom but bad? It's still Doom. Like, it still feels good to move and shoot. But the, I, Yeah, uh, the, the combat stuff is really... The combat's really good. The levels, I think, suffer a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's way too intricate. It's way too many mazes. You don't know where you're going. But in a world where, like, Doom 4 exists and everyone... Uh, sung the praises of that being a true return to Doom. Yeah, I still have not played Doom 3. I know, you, that's a game that I tried to, but it's a bit too, like, spooky, a bit too jump-scary. Yep, for too me. much spoop for Jackson. 
I'm a baby. <laughs> and uh, I played a bit of Doom 4 and thought it was terrible. So It's not a very good game. It's not, it's not what it... Everyone saying it is the return of Doom is just wrong because... Uh, while you get to move around a lot and the combat arenas are great, there's like three separate upgrade systems in that game. It is nothing like Doom. Well, the thing we landed on this and that has only been cemented by the years since Doom and the release of Doom 4 is that Doom is a game about moving through uh, a space and having an effect on the space. Like, the enemies are intricately tied to the space. It is not like they spawn in and then you fight them in waves. Like, you go into a room and you know if you've been there before because is someone shooting at you or not? That is, like, the way you tell where you're going. And Doom is just, uh, like, Doom 4 is just a series of corridors and combat arenas, which are fun. It is fun to kill the guys but not fun enough for the 13 or so hours that that game goes on for and definitely not enough to sustain three separate upgrade paths oh it's so it's a bummer it's a real bummer i don't like it this is our take i know it's a controversial take but it is an earnest one yeah no I, that game's bad sorry it's just bad <laughs> yep it's it's probably a better game than doom 2 in a lot of ways but i like it a lot less Yes, this is fa- yes, yes, this is very fair. Yep. Uh, also, you tried to play Bravely Default too, and then realized <laughs> I was about to say Bravely Default. We did. We had not finished Bravely Default. We had not gotten to the like loops of Bravely Default before we had recorded that podcast. We had to have done that because we've like talking about playing already seven out seventy hours of Bravely Default. By the well, point. so I finished that game in half the time you did, uh, both clockwise and physically. So I don't. I don't know. Well, a lot of my a lot of my clock was the fact that I left it on overnight a couple times. Mm-hmm. You do realize you, you leave... just close the lid. No, I left it on overnight doing with doing the money loop battle. Oh right, we talked about this. Yes, I never did any of that. I just beat the game. Yes, because you'd played some RPGs before. Yeah. Uh, this was the fir- was this was like one of the first like modern as it comes out RPGs that you had played outside of like uh, Lost Odyssey, right? Yeah, uh, this was a game that I played like as it was releasing, as the discussion was happening. I guess I played Pokemon Y uh, before this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was... Uh, it's really weird to think about how before we started a normal mapping, I didn't play that many games. Yeah, I know. Having a podcast in which you have to play games will do that to you. Like, we'll do the Zelda episode eventually. I'm very, I'm, mm, very nervous about that, because it's clearly too early for me to care and understand why that game's important and good and i bounce off like a bounce off link to the past completely because we did it in our fourth episode and i'm just not ready but then i played it again a couple years later link's awakening's better but link to the past is really good link's awakening's so much better Uh, like you have to you have to appreciate very specific things to think link to the uh, link's awakening is better to be fair uh i would not begrudge someone saying link to the past is better it's a better like game that you play just the tone of link's awakening is unparalleled uh, I think Link's Awakening is a better game that you play, but that's also because I think Zelda 1 is better than Link to the Past. So, You're what do I know? High as shit. I do not <laughs> yeah, understand. What, a, what so, do I know? Yeah, we played Dra- Bravely Default. Bravely Default faded into the annals of history. Bravely Default 2 came out, and I picked it up uh, like last year, and then played about three hours of it and decided that I needed to do anything else, get it out of my 3DS. I never want to see this fucking thing again. I like that we talk about Bravely Default and it's like rigid systems and 
the way we respond to RPGs as being the thing, when now the thing that is like our tension with these games is just insufferable anime bullshit. <laughs> also, like, like in the intervening three years, uh, I discovered Western RPGs, and it really fucked up how much I appreciate Japanese RPGs. <laughs> Uh, when decades have passed, uh, historians will look on and just see how much The Witcher ruined your life. Uh, I mean... I Planescape like, too. Yes, this all goes back to Planescape, because I wouldn't have played The Witcher if I had not played Planescape and been like, oh, I know what CRPGs are, I can do this. Yep. No. Oh, God, yeah. But, no, like, I we didn't really talk about the story of Blavie Default much, but when I think about the ways we bounce off these games, it's because they all have the same tropes. Once you've played a few of them, you've played all of them. Like, they've that is the thing that has been pushing especially you away from because i remember you talking about bravely second and you play the start of that game and there's like an idiot character who you're like haha this is a dumb character for like a throwaway side character and then that actually was the main protagonist and you just threw your ds on the floor and quit the game (laughs) no i I took it out i put it back in the package i sold the fucking game yeah goodbye I'm never going to play it. The reality of doing this podcast for so long is that now I just don't care if I play everything anymore. And it's really nice. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to play Final Fantasy 15. I'm never going to complete Doom 4. Uh, Like, there's just games that you have to let go of. Yep. The Final Fantasy thing was great because you were ready and then the PC version is like 240 gigs and now you have been freed. Apparently that's not true, is what I've been hearing, is that Square Enix was like, that's that's not the real number. But I bet the real number is like 20% less, which is still too much. (laughs) Anything over 60 gigabytes is too big for your video game and that should be, like, that should be crazy. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. You're not going to get an (sighs) argument out of me. But yes, Doom's great. The podcast is very old and weird, uh, but it, it we're still like we're still all right. It's still fine. I yeah. just feel weird about it. Play Doom. Fucking play Doom. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. This was our big test for like a game that was old that we thought we might not be able to go back to because we did it right after the Zelda thing. Yeah, and neither of us had played Doom. That was like the big thing. It's like an old game. Not like we were both coming to it pretty fresh. Uh, and, and it turned out to be one of the like defining games of us playing this stuff because now I play shooters not very often but I play shooters now. Yeah, that's now a thing you can enjoy because you like your experience with shooters was around the 360 era and so you hate them innately. Yeah, well, I mean, also I grew up an insufferable weeb, so I didn't like shooters because they were Western and military and masculine and gross, and that's still true. It's still true. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Are we going to let people listen to the podcast now? Yes. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, these yes. videos are only possible because of your Patreon dollars. Go to patreon.com slash mapping to see how you can support us further. Next month, we'll do another one of these. Maybe we'll pick a more recent one so we don't have to listen to our old selves be awful all the time. If there is an episode you would like us to cover, let us know. Yeah, of course. We're going to cover them all eventually, so it doesn't really matter to us. Actually, that's not true. We already picked what we were going to do next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're right we didn't pick for next month <laughs> you had a very special dumb idea but you know if you want to pick for november be my guest so long time listeners will know exactly what it is so my audacity and my skype call recording is still going so uh because i forgot to put this at the uh end of our show this is going as our cold open the uh chet check chet Falasak is indeed still following me <laughs> okay. Oh, because I asked you a dumb question about Twitter the other day. The closest I got was 
I got a notification saying Kara Ellison has retweeted one of your retweets. Oh, man, she doesn't follow me, but if she followed you, that would be... She, she didn't I, follow me, but she clearly went through my profile. So, oh. so I was like, that's weird. I was retweeted by Austin Walker once, so maybe that was how. Oh, yeah, that, that would do it. I've also, I was recently retweeted by Clint Hawking. What? Yes, that was a, a big moment for you. He doesn't follow me, but he did retweet me, and that, that counts. It does. It's a, it's a good it's a good feeling. <laughs> this is our cold open. This is the worst. We are just talking about how we are not Twitter famous. Which this shouldn't be our cold open. This is a terrible cold open. No, it's Abnormal Mapping, Episode 5, Twitter Starfuckers. <laughs> I uh, hate everything about this and want to die. Start the fucking podcast now. <laughs> Welcome to Abnormal Mapping, Episode 5. I'm your host, Matthew Marco, and with me is co-host, Jackson Tyler. Hi, it's 11 in the morning. No, it's not. I can't count. It's 12 in the morning. It's, 12 it's in the noon. It's noon. I'm, shut up. I'm just going to stop talking for the rest it's of the It's noon podcast. for you. It is 6 a.m. for me. We've been uh, having an early morning cast because I woke up too early Yep. and you. decided to get this out of the way. It was like, oh... I'm awake. I guess it's time to podcast. So if I'm a little sleepy or cloudy, it is entirely my fault. You're not imagining things. Basically. I'm having some juice, but it can only go so far. It's fruit juice with vegetables in it. It's got it's got sweet potatoes in it. Yeah. You can't taste the sweet potatoes. <laughs> and carrots. You can't taste the carrots either. What, what can you taste? Pineapple and orange, which is what's on the front. So the rest is just in it but you can't even tell it's there to give you health and starch or something (laughs) health and starch okay we're here to talk about video games yes what wait what's a video game well you see games are systems and uh these are digitally presented systems that allow a player to interface with said system to achieve a goal do you walk can you walk in games some of them you can't walk in Tetris. I can walk in Tetris. What Tetris are you playing? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. I like I'm, I I imagine two scenarios for walking Tetris. One is that you are a person who has to push the pieces into the Tetromino slot. Uh in like a giant like future oppressive regime version of Tetris. And then the other one is like an RPG where you are a Tetris master and you run around like a world and challenge other people to like versions of battle Tetris. Uh, I'm fairly sure the second one has to exist at some point, a Tetris puzzle I mean, that's basically what the Pokemon card game is, the the video game version of that. I would would say that you should put it on DS and the only way the game works is if you keep walking. So you have to have you focused on, you know, actually walking as a human being. And also playing Tetris. You know, high-level Tetris play is demanding. I don't know it if is. you know this. It I'm is. pretty good at Tetris, and 
that's not a thing you can walk and do. It's really not. It's uh, it's some high level shit playing on that mode, I guess. As you might expect, we don't have a lot of strong theme today. <laughs> we have a rough outline. We're going to kind of wing it. Uh, this is kind of a uh, part two, an addendum, a coda, whatever word you want to use, to last month's episode in which we had our existential crisis about what we wanted out of games and how formalism scares us and uh, all the other bullshit. And... We're here today to talk about how we love games with a lot of rigid systems and numbers, because that's all we've been playing, basically. <laughs> yeah, we talked last week about how, oh man, rigid systems are pointless, how do we get into them? And then this week we just played Bravely Default forever. I played through Jazz Punk, that game doesn't have a rigid system in its body. That is true, that is, that's true. I didn't play through all of it, I played through some of it, the game's odd. The game is way more you, it's the most you game ever made. Yeah, it's it's pretty me. Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, I, yeah, get to the the third level. I just want to hang out in that world where the third level takes place in. You take a pill and then you transport to somewhere else. Like that's totally irrelevant. Mission. None of that matters. <laughs> Everything is irrelevant in Jazz Punk in that way. I, I don't know. I maybe my favorite part of that is after the missions. You have a weird like Zen Garden moment where you just transported to what's essentially like an interactive loading screen. Uh, but everything's where, all pleasant and shit and you just Yeah, around. it's beautiful. It's, it's great. amazing. And then, and then it the kicks you back into madness. Yeah. With that weird British guy and his weird British voice video games. That's the arty game we're going to talk about. I mean, I played another arty game, I guess. I played Doom. We're going to talk about Doom later. <laughs> Doom's pretty arty. It's pretty metal, actually. Metal is really the only descriptor I think I'm going to use for Doom. You know, I feel like I grew up in an era where metal was more toothless than Doom would present metal as. Doom is what the kids who listened to metal thought metal was. Yeah, like, I think about, like, Kiss selling cars when I think about metal. <laughs> yeah, but you're jaded and you out of it, whereas they go, the guys who made Doom, they were into they bought the lie. Of the metal sold them, and then they made Doom. Yeah, that's sure. You're right. <laughs> you just killed that dead. <laughs> you, no, I was listening to your chair make awful metal noises. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my wrestling chair. Yeah. Yeah. I also played a wrestling game. No, I didn't play a wrestling <laughs> game. <laughs> we should play a wrestling game. That's the thing we should do. I, but neither of us have Nintendo 64s, and that was the last time I gave a shit about a wrestling game. You could get so. a Nintendo 64. I think I get one from around the corner. I have a, I found a retro game shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's on my list of things to pick up, because uh, 64 games are cool. I might buy an Atari 2600. I Yeah... I literally have to buy a TV for that because none of the, like my TV has no input that correlates with anything in an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I have weird Chinese boxes that convert signals into signals. How did that actually work out? And not okay, so on fire. Pl- I haven't plugged in the other. One. The first one worked, but it's really terrible. But I haven't plugged in the other one yet. <laughs> I mean, um, it's going to be really terrible. Like, wh- in what ways? I mean, these games just look bad. So is that why it's terrible? No, it's just clearly not suited for a monitor. It just looks like okay. really bad. It looks like you've played you're pl- playing a TV through. A really what do you, what do you have plugged into that? You plug in the the yellow cable. Just the no, no, no. What console are you playing that through? Uh, that was a PS2. 
Okay, you could you could probably just emulate PS2 games at this point. Maybe. Yeah, but I bought a PS2 and I have three RPGs I want to play on that. Oh, that's fair. I mean, you know, you're a student. You don't have a lot of space. I'm like, get a TV. Duh. Uh, yeah, I have space and money. They're the two things as a student that I'm down on. So you live in like a, like a socialist wonderland. You can just get TVs, right? You, <laughs> Do not you live in petition the government. <laughs> you know that's a lie. <laughs> Literally everyone in Britain on Twitter is just every day. Oh, David Cameron said something dumb about everyone poor today. That's what's going on in Britain. He's confiscating all the TVs for the people who want to play PS2 games. See, did I buy anything dumb, video game wise? <laughs> Probably. Just oh, I bought that, that Game Boy Advance. I guess I bought that copy of uh, Stuffy One for GBA, importing it. Oh, yeah, you began your import quest because you bought yeah. a shelf. In, yeah. I bought a... Okay, we're going to talk about this, I guess. This is our opening. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Sure. So I bought I bought a shelf to put all my games on, because uh, I moved a bunch in the past, like, five... Meh, past, like, decade. And a lot of my games just lived in boxes in that decade, and I wasn't sure what I had lost, because every time you move, you lose a small percentage of your stuff. I don't know where it goes. Uh, it just disappears. Just wiped off face of the earth. Because there wasn't anything left in the house you left. But they didn't show up in the house you got to. So. Yeah, pretty much. Who knows? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, devoured by the moving truck. Uh, as penance for its carting your shit around. I've never left the place. Not even uh, fully moving. I've never actually gone somewhere that I have packed for and not forgotten something. So I got I got this dumb bookshelf that I put together, which was an ordeal in itself because I'm not crafty, but it, it it doesn't it hasn't collapsed yet. Um, and then I got all my games out of boxes, all the ones I found so far, and put them on a shelf. Even my 360 games, which is amazing, because that well, system's on a shelf itself. Yeah, because you haven't got out your 360 in a year. Oh, it's been way longer than that. I haven't even got it out. That's not true. I I got it out for Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. You played Brothers, of course. Yeah. Back when that was only on one system. In those dark days of yeah. middle 2013. <laughs> <laughs> those I, we were all mourning days. Ryan Davis, so it was dark times. It was. Um, and so I put all these games on there, and then I realized, A, I have way too many games. And I had a weird existential crisis about what I'd been doing for the past decade. And your money. only two choices were to stop having any games or to get all the games. <laughs> I don't want all the games. I just want to round out all of the cool games from other countries thing. Yeah. So you bought the Staffy games? I bought a Staffy game. eBay did not have a copy of Densetsuno Staffy 2. Uh, and I can't skip to 3. How will I keep up with the plot <laughs> of this game in a language I can't read? I that did, barely I... has a plot anyway because it's basically just knockoff Kirby I did go to the Wikipedia page for the legendary Starfy, and it, the first thing was like, after the previous adventure ended with this ridiculous thing happening, so apparently they have way more story continuity than I would have expected from games called Starfy. Uh, yeah. No. I, I played the first one a long time ago on an emulator, but I kind of want to own it. And it, uh, the eBay listing said it. In, I think it said it included a box. And Game Boy Advance boxes in Japan are cool because they're squat and long, and they they weren't like just Game Boy boxes like the ones in America were. Yeah. 
video game boxes. That's where you come you come to have normal mapping for your box talk. The DS boxes in the UK are twice the size of the US ones. It's really weird. Really? Well, they're fat. We have fat DS boxes because yours are like a normal width, and ours are massive. Yeah, they're the they're the width of a DVD case. Yeah, ours are like twice that. Oh, weird. They're like the Why? width. Why? No, no one knows. No one okay. fucking knows. I think we've switched that to 3DS because we don't stop being stupid. The there. 3DS ones are even like they're slightly slimmer. Yeah, we've got the standard size, but I think my VL. Ones over there. As I was as I was looking at my shelf, I, I had not realized because my games had never been organized before uh, since these consoles had come out. But both the 3DS and the Wii U's games on the spine, underneath the part where it says Wii U or 3DS, has a little icon, and that icon corresponds to the loading icon on the UI when you put the game in. That's the icon that you click to launch the game. I was very amazed. <laughs> I did not realize what? that that was how they designed that, and I thought it was very cool. What what Lego are you talking about? Okay, so on the 3DS, like on the spine of a oh, 3DS game, the, the there's a little oh, okay, there's no, a little I, favicon basically I get that you. is the icon that you click to launch the game. Oh well, there you go. No, I'm, that is cool. I'm on board with that now. Yeah, I was like, oh, some UI designer is very happy that that's a thing that exists across all of these things. <laughs> yeah, I like little things that are kind of pointless, but you can tell a UI designer is really into them. <laughs> I, I appreciate good design. No, that's what I'm saying. I I'm a millennial. <laughs> are you? I I think you, so. Yeah, you I are. don't know. I think I might be a little bit at, like before the cutoff for millennials. You're bef- no, What's right know. before millennials? Gen Y? Fuck if I know. I'm a millennial, I guess. Yeah, you're a millennial. I'm a pre-millennial. I'm not Gen X. Not a millennial. I'm just in the middle, man. Okay, now you're just sounding like someone from the Big Lebowski, so you might want to stop that. No, you can't <laughs> stop me. <laughs> Should we go on to like a segment where we talk about things? Yeah, segment two, we're going to talk about Bravely Video- Default? Probably. <laughs> okay. This was the segment you were in charge of, so... Yeah, I've been... Buck past. Dropping right the ball, dropping the ball. Well, we've all been dropping, we just kind of stopped doing anything else and just played Bravely Default. Yeah, I guess we should just be honest about what we've been doing, right? Right, right? sort of scripted kind of like conversation about something you know that we thought a lot about instead we're going to talk about bravely default because that's all we've been thinking about 
yeah, I thought a lot about Bravely Default this week. Yeah, uh, Bravely Default is Square Enix game. Came out in America uh, this February. Came out in uh, your side of the world, what, last year? Yeah, end of last year. Okay. I bought it, then didn't play it. Yeah. I got into it now at the same time everyone else has. Which I feel was the right choice. Oh, sure. Absolutely. In the zeitgeist. The game's great. It's fine. It's a good time. And this is the uh, secret Final Fantasy. It's uh, not very secret. In the world where Lightning Returns exists, there is also a real Final Fantasy game, just not called Final Fantasy. Lightning Returns is the secret Final Fantasy. No, it it says Final Fantasy right on the box. Yeah, but the, yeah, okay. I st- the good thing about Bravely Default is, that did it not exist, I would be playing Final Fantasy Thirteen right now. That's what I would be doing with my life. So Bravely instead, you're playing me. a good game. Uh, I am the... because I I need to play Final Fantasy Thirteen so I can play Thirteen too, so I can play Lightning Returns. No, <laughs> even though none of those games are good. The Bra- I'm trying to intro Bravely Default, and you're talking about 13, <laughs> the pall that hangs over all of Square Enix's games. Uh, so, Bravely important. Default is great because it is the not-so-secret sequel to my favorite Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy V, which is all about getting ridiculous jobs and fighting a bunch to make them broken. Which, yep, which is that. basically all Bravely Default is. There's a plot, I guess. The plot's pretty good. It gets I mean, pretty ridiculous. For like a weird, tropey, lighthearted RPG thing, it's fine. I like the fact that the first cutscene was the most JRPG thing ever made. Like every single character was the biggest trope. Just like bam, uh, princess with the daddy issues. Bam, someone someone ho- ho- handling crystals. Bam, someone with amnesia. And it's cut to a village where a boy's friend dies. It's just like within five seconds, it has told every JRPG story there is. Oh yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. If one of them didn't talk, I guess that's probably the closest you get to having another trope. If Tiz didn't talk, that'd be so good. Well, I mean, that, that would be better, because Tiz sucks, but... <laughs> well, exactly. By having Tiz not talk, it'd, I think it'd be funny. He just, wear out. he just chrono emotes? <laughs> he just chrono emotes. And, and somehow, still, Agnes is falling in love with him. For no bloody reason. Oh, that is the he... dumbest subplot. Oh, it's the dumbest subplot. I'm glad that it's not really... Like, they've mentioned it literally once. Yeah, no, but you can tell from all the way the dialogue goes, like, yeah. Anya's going to end up with tears. Ring a bell's going to get out with a deer. Maybe. This shit is the most telegraphed. Does, do they throw a wrench in that? I don't know. I honestly okay. don't know. Maybe they'll just not address it when it gets to the end. Who knows? I, I don't there's, 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 I don't even see. know what end we're going to wash upon, like which distant shore this ending will take place on. I'm in a little further in that game than you, and I'm a little lost <laughs> in what it's well, about right now, so... We're not here to talk about the plot of Bravely Default. That's stupid. (laughs) Come back later for your spoiler analysis of the thematic content that Bravely Default has. Well, you see, the bad guy's name is Brave Lee. (laughs) It was about half a second. I was like, wait, what? And then (laughs) then I realized you were lying and I was sad. Because how is there not a character in that game called Brave Lee? Wait, no! That's that's uh, 
Idea's father's name is Brave Lee. B-R-A-E-V space L-E-E. Brave Lee. Genuinely? Yeah. Grandma's... Shit, you're right. <laughs> Shit! Oh, okay, this game's got ten times better what we're talking about. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so it's a game we grind a lot, and we grinded for so about the, the, three days. I, yeah, I'm like... I'm at 30 hours? I'm at 50 hours, but I did leave it on all night. Okay, once. yeah, I don't do that. It was it was in the middle of... I was getting money. I was getting paid. You know what you can do? I, you, you can close... The... No, no, no. I mean, you know, in a battle, if you leave it on a certain loop of things, you can just collect money and never touch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's technically uh, an exploit, but I, it's more just like an interesting way to use the systems. If you uh, have one person who attacks, uh, one person who does uh, one of the merchant's powers, which pays, which takes money from the enemy and it also heals them, uh-huh. you get in this infinite loop. Oh. That you oh, can you live st- forever. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty great. And then I spent it all on bad things. I spent it on the most expensive stuff and then realized that all the most expensive stuff was purely cosmetic. So now I have no money left. Oh, you you want those costumes? Yeah. I thought thought they must be something because they were expensive. No, they just reset you to default, which is... Why would you you ever want want that? that? Why would you ever want... The whole point is that, yo, now I'm Elvis. Yeah. That's, That's that game. Why would you... Yeah, so that was dumb. Did you buy the eggs at least? Yes, I bought the eggs. Okay. I eventually yes. went and bought that money egg too. Yeah, that's it's it gets you a lot of money. It, realistically, I should have bought the money egg when I had the two hundred thousand, and then used that to get up to five hundred. That's that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did it backwards, and that was stupid. Because <laughs> realistically, I mostly just have the growth egg on. Because you don't need money ever in that game. Well, you can go and get money if you need it, but you don't really need to be accumulating it. Yeah, well, right now I was at, I hit the point where it was like, hey, you can buy all the last magic spells, and I'm like, I don't have the money for this. So uh, you go out, put the put the egg on, go for like five minutes. Yep. Oh, I have all the money in the world. <laughs> I guess much. I can buy these eggs now. So Bravely Default, the reason that we wanted to talk about this is we spent a lot of time last month talking about how games... That were mostly focused on mechanics were be were things that we were shying away from. We found more often than not these days, and we yeah. really wanted something that was about something that was felt felt free to be more of an artistic statement than a big numbers driven thing. And then we launched <laughs> ourselves into this miasma of stats. Uh, we did say last last month that we it was that all the biggest ridiculous RPGs you could get. Uh, and that has been born true in Bravely Default, which is the most ridiculous stats RPG, where you just grind to get numbers, to fill bars, to get more numbers. And it's even worse than, like, Final Fantasy V didn't have a thing where when you get a job it gives you that, hey, this is their stats, like, S rank, A rank, whatever, here's how they relate to all the weapons. Like, that didn't exist back then. There's even more numbers. Yeah, all that stuff was buried. They, they, they just give you even more numbers now. Even more systems. Give you more numbers, and you can just press a button, and then you can level up to level 14 if your friend is level 14, and stuff like that. They've put a bunch of systems in place that make using the actual systems in the game kind of pointless. I've, out, you can, I've outpaced all of my friends, so... I've got one who'd completed the game, so okay. one of my characters is always level 14 at everything at all times. Ah, which kind of breaks it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I, uh... Yeah, I... For a while, I had 
people who were like, you know, they were, they chose different jobs. And so it was nice and I could get some new abilities, but I'm further ahead than everyone on my friends list now. And you're grinding all the jobs. Yeah. Right now I'm watching YouTube and running around in a circle. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, basically what happens when you're playing Bravely Default. There's a part where it just becomes that. So, the things I said last month about having this thing where you look at what you've done in this video game and you ask yourself, what am I doing with my life? I still have that all the time with Bravely yeah. Default. It doesn't go away just because I think the game is good. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be too easy. It's still a giant time pit. Not as much of a time pit as, say, playing Final Fantasy fourteen. But, <laughs> yep, a giant time pit nonetheless. And I guess that's all right because I've been kind of burnt out on stuff, and it's nice to just come home and run around in a circle while watching YouTube for an hour and feel like I've accomplished something. And there is something to be said for a game in which you kind of do nothing for hours in order to do something. Like the fact that you have to grind to beat a boss is technically boring. But the accomplishment you get from preparing, uh, figuring out your strategy, getting all the right things, and then crushing a boss, is it's good. It's, even though it's on a larger scale than most games, yeah. it's a good way to... That's a good thing. It works. I mean, when, when I, you yeah. can still see all the treadmills, and I think that's maybe my ultimate problem, is like I, I, I realize the parts where Bravely Default is just progress quest. <laughs> yes, and it is. Well, you can... Sw- it's switching off random encounters made me realize how pointless random encounters were. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, that's why most... I feel most RPGs have moved away from that as a thing. Yeah. I, that's, when we're talking to you, I think that's what Persona does well. If, even if it's really superficial, the context of having days is revolutionary to that game. It's ridiculous. Like, especially over here, where our, our games are way more... You know, less blatant about yo. Everything is a system at all times. Uh, I think the superficialness of having a day and having to do things with it that works pretty well in that regard. You mentioned the uh, superficialness of systems, and uh, I thought that one of the things you said was really interesting as you were playing because we were talking about there in the game. There is a slider that is under difficulty that you can just set random encounters to double or zero or in between. And uh, I, because I, I initially I was like, this should just be a item. I should just be able to switch them off. Because as, as soon as it becomes a slider, you are breaking the illusion of this thing that is already so blatantly an illusion in every way that why you could ever buy into it, I don't know. Uh, and when time went on, I became fine with it just because. Oh, you mean I can switch encounters off? Great, that's helpful for me. I don't want to do any more random encounters in this dungeon. Uh, but there is definitely something to be said for uh, a game in which it has rules and you can't change the rules of the game, or changing the rules of the game is presented within the context of the real world that you are ostensibly playing in. Yeah, but if, if an, an encounter slider is part of the construction of the world, how is that changing the rules? Like, that's part of the rules you're given. Well, exactly. It's... it's it's the same effect that you don't have encounters, but it, by being presented to you in a different way, it feels you like you're not breaking the game. It feels like you're just using the rules well. To I advantage. wouldn't even call it breaking the game, because if you turn it off, you are totally screwing yourself. No, you're not. You get to have no encounters. It's great. Yeah, but if you do that long enough, you end up in a very bad place. 
Then I can just watch YouTube videos for a bit and run around the circle and gain some levels. Oh, sure. That's totally, like, reasonable, I guess. But you could also just play through the game normally. I actually feel like the game does not require a lot of grinding if you want to be really tactical about it. Oh, no, I agree. It's also because uh, by having JPs and XP... Uh, things get weird because I want to grind all the job points. I do not want to grind all the levels. I I realize that levels are pretty irrelevant. <laughs> it really right. doesn't matter what level you are, so I've not been worrying about it. Wait, how how why so? I I feel like at the certain point, like I don't feel my level gains very much. I much I feel the job point gains way more. Okay, all right. Well, I better just just keep going. But like I'm talking about the difference between like when I was level fifty and when I'm level I'm level seventy now. I don't feel that much different in terms of base power. It's just the amount of abilities I have in that twenty level gap is ridiculous. From all the jobs you can grind. Yeah. In. Huh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I mean, I don't think either way is better. It's just a thing I've been thinking about. Yeah, because I argued the... that immersion is a weird. Like, I feel like it's a cultural thing that exists more in, like, Western games, where... Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. Yeah, and it came out of, like, a, like, graphics first PC RPG tradition, I feel like. Came out of Flight Sims, yo. Yeah, Flight Sims and Elder Scrolls games, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, D&D, because that's where all the Tie Flight Sims fighter. came from. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. It was... Where it's like, I, everything needs to be in the world and part of this thing that I escape into and that's the world and everything's contextualized. And uh, I, I kind of like just having a bare system where I get to see all the numbers and have a encounter slider. That's amazing to me. It, and, it, and it does is super helpful. Whenever you get to a, a zone that's like, uh, no, fuck all of this. You can just turn it off. I have to walk out of this dungeon? Well, I'll just turn this off. <laughs> yeah, turning it off. I'm out of MP. I'm not going to walk through this with enemies. <laughs> yeah, because why would you? No, no you wouldn't, because that'd be dumb. You wouldn't. That'd be dumb. Because I know after this, I'm going to go play another RPG with no encounter grind, uh, encounter slider. What are you playing after and this? It's going to be the worst. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to play um, Digital Devil Saga as my next RPG. Okay. Oh, I mean, that's, that's essentially what I bought my PS2 for. Okay. Uh, that or Final Fantasy XII. I, I like Final Fantasy XII a lot. That's a good game. It, it, you just gotta get past the first, like, seven hours. Oh, you mean it's a JRPG? <laughs> it's really bad about it. Like, you've played thirteen, so you're, you're gonna be like, oh, this is like thirteen's arc, but way shorter, so that's good. Uh, but if you came from hours. the other direction, it's like, why can't I change party members? Oh, God. Uh, oh, okay, so it's all that stuff. All yeah, right. it's yeah. all that stuff, but much more condensed. Uh, but basically, there's a lot of starting area stuff, and then you get the whole system about seven or eight hours in. And then you're fine. You're cut loose, and you can do whatever you want. But those first couple hours are, I think, very frustrating, especially since the main character that the game tells you is the main character is the least interesting character in that entire game. That's how almost every story oh, works. Oh, yeah, but in this one, it's more Final Fantasy Twelve talk here. Uh, originally, <laughs> the game was going to be about the other peripheral characters in that story, and basically... Uh, the head of Square Enix was like, you need to put in a young 
more appealing main character oh. so we can get all of the bishy anime fra- fans to uh, associate with them. The actual characters are the ones that are supposedly the side characters that do all of the heavy lifting in that story, and they're all cool, so there's that. Wait, so they added this character but didn't actually change the story at all, so he does nothing? Because he was added, like, as the game was, like, halfway through the development. He just doesn't do anything after the intro, basically. Okay, so can you kind of ignore him after the intro? Oh yeah, I didn't have him in my party the entire game. Because there's only <laughs> six characters, and you put three of them in your party, and there's no requirements, really. So they don't, they don't like, change the cutscenes around the end game to make it more like the end of his story? Um, they, they maybe, they try a little bit, but really, no. Because it's all about, like, him commenting what the other characters did after the end of the game. <laughs> It's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. So, we were talking about Bravely Default. Yeah. The fact that you say Bravely Default is really weirding me out. Why? I say Bravely Default. Sounds wrong. Um, I bet it's, you know, I just put the stress... Oh, no, I'm I'm sure that's a... My dad calls it Bravely Default, which is even weirder because he's actually British. Yeah. That's that's, the idea. Language. Anyway... Video games. <laughs> um, I don't think Bravely Default sounds bad. Oh no, I, I don't know. It just—it was just me thinking. Ah, I feel like it's—it's it's a much softer. I feel like as like a big Bravely Default sounds like their weight is on both of the words. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I—I I don't know. It's a dumb title, but it's—I really like it. Bravely D, believe. just call it Bravely D. Oh, like Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> they should release a tie and drink. This is, what, this is what I would do. Get some of that Bravely D. <laughs> so yeah, this is our systems game, and we're into it. And it's ridiculous, because I, f- I kind of feel guilty that I've spent 30 hours in the past two weeks on this. Yep. And I don't regret it because I I really enjoy it and these kind of like a game like this doesn't come around very often, uh, but I think of all the other games I could be playing, uh, not that I haven't been playing other games, but not to the same degree or my own game that I've been putting off making. Um, <laughs> making and, things is hard. Yeah, and Why grinding is things? easy. Yeah, exactly. Why would you make things where you could just gain some levels? Yep. It's. It's how the brain works. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> you, I thought I was like, this was going to be a happy cast about, oh, systems games are good too, but now you make me realize that I made a horrible mistake. That systems well, games are bad and abusive too, and I shouldn't be playing them. <laughs> I'm not going to finish Bravely Default, I'm just going to set my game on fire. <laughs> just, I'm not going to finish Bravely Default, I'm just going to be sad. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was good for me because of stuff going on in my life. I was afforded an opportunity to lie in bed for a long time. And if 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 you're like if you're sick, just play this game, and then you won't even have to feel guilty because you're getting better. You have the perfect excuse. Yeah. But once you get back to normal, and it's like I've got things to do, I have I could be achieving things. I could be making things. Uh, then spending sixty hours playing Bravely Default seems like the biggest selfish waste. It it is. It really is. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, we're gonna be done with this. I'm gonna go probably play some of Bravely Default. So. <laughs> You're gonna listen to those soundtracks some more. I mean, when I'm, you know, I actually have sound off because I'm watching videos while I'm grinding. 
I mean, the game does have a really good soundtrack. There, there's probably a song introing this section segment, which is already going on way too long. We need to wrap this up. We do. Even with the technical problems, I'm like, I don't want to talk about Bravely Default this much. Uh, yeah, it wasn't all. It, yeah, we don't really have a segment too. <laughs> Whoops. Look, we've done four very well scripted shows, and this one is a total <laughs> shit show. We're allowed. It's every every five episodes, we just have one where we did not prepare. <laughs> or just just we're just like fuck it, guess video games. Let's talk games. about a game we actually know something about and have finished. What? I don't Which know. One? Um. Portal? Outrun 2. <laughs> Outrun 2? Burnout Paradise. Burnout Paradise. What about... Wanna... What about... Uh, what, are the, what are the kids like? Kids like shooters? Let's talk about a shooter. So that Titanfall... Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Far Cry 2? <laughs> the kids, unfortunately, do not like Far Cry 2. My friend bought Far Cry 2 and, and when it came out, when I would have been in, like, year 9. I'm trying to segue into talking about Doom. I don't want a story. Oh, okay. I was... I was going to tell you about how the kids are not into Far Cry 2. Or what only into Far Cry 2 because you break your fingers on screen. <laughs> that was a selling point, really? It was like, it's really cool, you break your fingers and he snaps them back into place. You inject yourself as well. I think it's really cool that you fix a Jeep by whacking it with a thing. <laughs> talk about our game club game this is i guess technically it's your month but i feel like we kind of railroaded this one in because we were both it was both on the it was on, it it was was on, on both of our, list. our lists yeah it was on the we'll do this one day list and uh the one day has come and passed because we have done <laughs> the granddaddy of video games is it can it, that's not that's not doom Hack i'm still man. we're talking about doom i still think the granddaddy of, is like dragons. space invaders but doom is probably important too Oh, <laughs> Understatement of, of the entire show. Doom is probably important too. It's probably important. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. They wrote a book about it. They did. I I read that book. It's good. I read the beginning of that book. It's pretty good. Yeah. The guy who wrote that ever says, "I wrote the book on Doom." I would. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> would. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Would. If I wrote a book on something, that's almost all I would be doing for about a week until I realized how stupid it was. And Doom is over. a 1993 game. It is a first-person shooter. It Doom. is about hell and Mars and metal. I am one month older than Doom. Man, you are a <laughs> child. Uh, made by John Romero and John Carmack and Adrian Carmack and some other people that I don't remember. People that weren't called John or Carmack. Yeah, pretty much. 
The main Doom... character is called Doom Guy. Isn't it Doom Marine, or is it actually Doom Guy? I, I, it's on the Wikipedia page, it says Doom Guy. Also you know, known as the Doom Marine, or the Marine. Uh, you know, I'll go with Doom Guy, sure. In the games, he's never referred to by name. This no. is to increase player immersion. There was never a name for the Doom Guy, because it's supposed to be Are you just reading you. Wikipedia now? <laughs> it's too good a sentence, though. You are the Doom Guy, says John Romero. <laughs> Doom is you. You are the Doom Guy. Suck it down. <laughs> Suck it down. John Romero. John Romero is going to make you his Doom Guy. <laughs> <laughs> are we just going to make fun of Doom for like a half hour? Because that's alright, I guess. <laughs> Doom is legitimately great. I have had a great time with Doom. So um, I've never... Like, I grew up in the 90s. I had barely played Doom. I don't know how that happened, that I had only played very little of it. Because you were too busy playing RPGs on a console. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As Yamauchi said, I was one of those kids in the dark playing an RPG. As who says? The old president of Nintendo uh, oh, had okay. famously uh, derided kids who sat in the dark playing RPGs. <laughs> That's literally what kept Nintendo afloat for about ten years. You know, no, not... Look, Nintendo doesn't have RP. They have Pokemon, but that's like a. That's... I know, but when you think about the SNES, you don't think about the Nintendo games. Even though they were great, I guess it's Super Metroid and maybe Super Mario Brothers. Though I would more think of the NES. For that. I kind of go to Square RPGs when my mind thinks of the SNES. These days, I don't think that was necessarily true back in the day. Okay, fair, but that's my looking back as someone who wasn't there. That's the image I get. Oh yeah, because those were the ones that continued to exist and be kind of the pinnacles of their genres yeah um, but Doom that's not on a Super Nintendo, <laughs> not on a Super Nintendo they needed the power of the Nintendo 64 to do that <laughs> yeah and we both played Doom 64 as the definitive version of Doom I've never played Doom 64 <laughs> they redrew all the sprites I know that because it was, was made it? by was it somewhere else based? someone else made it who God, this is just the worst podcast. <laughs> we should stop fact-checking. That's what we should stop doing. Start actually talking about playing Doom, which is a very good video game. Yeah. So, basically, this leads up to we both kind of went into Doom knowing a lot about Doom, but have not, not played Doom. Had not played Doom before this, right? Yeah. No, I knew what Doom is. Uh, yeah, because everyone knows what Doom is. Everyone knows what Doom is. It, those kids who shot up that school, that Doom made them do it. It's true. They were playing Doom in that movie Elephant. I've never seen that movie. They weren't playing Doom. They were playing a Doom-esque thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, derailed this by bringing up some Gus Van Sant. That's fine. You keep it classy. I'm going to bring the metal. You bring the Gus Van Sant. And somewhere in the middle, we'll find a common ground. <laughs> well, there's much, there's much common ground between metal. So, Doom... I know you played Doom very differently to how I play Doom. You well, are... I also played it on a level easier than you because I tried to play it on medium and had a rough time. So oh. I knocked it down one. That that game is hard. That game and was... knocking it down one immediately made it probably too easy. I the... that that's definitely a game that could have used a different difficulty scaler. I, I actually think you would have been fine because the, the upper levels don't get as harder as you think they're going to get. Okay, because... It gets pretty hard, but it's actually... The the curve isn't as big. It's just harder all the way Wait, because I got to level 7 and died, like, a bunch of times and just could yeah. not deal. Yeah, but 
after that, that's kind of all it. And maybe I was just better at playing it in that style. You, you way more get all the secrets, go everywhere. I was not that. So how do you play? I ended up streaming all of Doom, so you've seen a lot of me playing Doom. Yeah. Uh, there will be. I can link to the kind of spotty YouTube. I always stream of Doom. myself playing it so you could see the way I play Doom, but then I didn't. Uh, um. Uh, I'm super fast. I will just like find the exit as quick as possible. Uh, shoot everything. Always be moving. Never stop. Don't and I am like, I'm like, where's the doors on the map I haven't opened? Oh, here's a corner that looks like it has a secret. <laughs> I kind of do that too, but I don't stop moving to do that. So like, I'll, I'm, we'll load up the map, but I'll still be running. I'll look on the map for secrets, but I'll still be running. Basically, uh, I play Doom as an exploration game that just happens to have guns in it. <laughs> I play Doom as Burnout. So, <laughs> which I think is a great way to play Doom. Which actually makes the few moments where you slow down and shit, I don't know where to go, and it's dark and someone's going, rum, 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 really freaky. Cause... And that was just my whole experience with Doom, is like, oh, there's a noise over there. Yeah, those bits are because re- it gets dark, and that game's still quite uh, affecting in a scary way. Yeah. In 2014. Yeah, for a game where you can't move your neck and it's ridiculous, uh, atmospheric is all get out. Yeah, no. In fact, more so because the fact that it's not a modern game with modern graphics and stuff. The fact that it actually has a, an art style. Oh, you mean than... you wouldn't you wouldn't be as scared if like all of a sudden the enemies came at you in their animations and then ragdolled after you killed them and then you made <laughs> through their bodies? Somehow that might break it. Yeah. I, I mean, I played that game. It's called Dead Space. Oh, I haven't played Dead Space. I, I'm sure Dead Space is scary. I'm not saying you can't do it now. It, it's scary and kind of like a cheap because all the enemies are monster closets and Doom has for everyone who complained about Doom 3 having monster closets Doom has monster closets for days <laughs> just that... every time you grab a power up there's some door that's going to open and a bunch of imps are going to come out it's, there's nothing as bad as the Bioshock monster uh, thing oh I, god the death, I, the death ugh, death, ugh. which I think is my biggest scare in any game because I didn't expect it Fuck, not only did I not expect it, but that was probably the first shooter, like aside from GoldenEye, I guess, that I'd ever played. <laughs> so you were really finding the first-person view weird and kind of oppressive in that way already. Yeah, like I yeah. was like, this is kind of creepy, and I I'm, I don't navigate well, and everything's kind of unsettling because first-person games I feel like have a you have to get used to them. You do, yeah. I remember. I didn't play first-person games for a while because, hey, I could just switch to third-person. Why wouldn't I play Jedi Outcast in third-person? I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, Elder Scrolls. So we both picked a game that should not be played in third-person. So <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that man, that Bioshock dentist guy. Jesus. Anyway, nothing that bad. No, Indeed. but I mean. Doom though has that thing where you're like suddenly in a air like a giant area where you're not sure where to go and you know there's enemies but you can't tell where they are because it doesn't have like good like directional sound and even if it did just because you hear them coming from direction doesn't mean they're actually anywhere near you (laughs) yeah you have no idea where they are it's ridiculous and uh, half the time the lights will go off and start flashing and it looks like every Every movie from 1997. Back when they, uh, I mean, Doom was the game where it's like, oh, we can light these polygons or not light these polygons. And do both in rapid succession. Yeah, that was new technology. 
some for some reason reminding me of the fact that there's a scene like that in The Dark Knight, released in 2008, when the flashing light is the most 90s thing in the world. What was the flashing light in Dark Knight? He goes to a he goes to a club and beats someone up in the Dark Knight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like my brain, like just pushed out that image, and I remember. Yeah, I completely forgot because that doesn't exist outside of 1999. It just doesn't exist, and apparently it does. In Gotham City, Gotham City's uh, so riddled with crime; they're like a decade behind. But that's- it's also the least Batman thing. Anyway, we're not, not going to fucking talk about Batman, but... <laughs> Next one's game, Arkham Asylum. No! Uh, I'll play Arkham Asylum again. I don't want to play any of the other Batman games. Arkham Origins. So, you played Doom at na- breakneck speed, and I played Doom as an exploration game. But we both really like Doom. I think that's... I think it's interesting the amount of variety that game actually supports. In its weird corridor crawls. And key it gathering. makes you realize how limited the game. I mean, we all know how limited the gameplay of modern shooters are, but when you play Doom, it is just revealed to you in a very obvious way. You're like, oh, you mean you can? You have a variety of approaches. You can, you know, just. And it's not like Doom is no. deep because all you're doing is shooting and opening doors, but it's, it's very good, good at it. it. Uh, it's good at what it does. It looks good. It plays well. Yeah. That's the thing that amazed me the most is all of its 1993 glory. Doom looks amazing, and the levels are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I I love the weird labyrinthine bases. I like when you walk into a room and all of a sudden everything's just wood paneled <laughs> or glowing blue. Yep. Uh, my favorite I of the three acts, I think episode three is my or episode two is my favorite because it has the most weird it's stuff in half it. Half technological craziness and half hell. Like hell, like, yeah. Like, you get to the third act, and everything is just hell. Which is fine, but I also felt like the third act has more of those organic like cave spaces, mm-hmm. and I don't think those like, are very good. Doom does corridors and squares. Do- I mean the the giant room that would like the room that had like the giant like pentagon or pentagram with the like four teleporters or whatever. I like that room a lot, uh, which I think is very near the end of the yeah, game. It's super near the end of the game. I think. I can't remember when. I haven't thought about Doom. I mean, I finished it recently and went back, but mostly Doom is a pre-Bravely Default thing in my mind. Oh, and you know, don't blame you. Yeah, video. Before before there were numbers, there before, were shotguns. Yes, that shotgun is the best weapon. I love the shotgun. Uh, did, I liked the game less when the shotgun became less effective. And I had to use better weapons because I think that game works is at its best when you one shot takes down one enemy, but there are so many enemies. I, I think it becomes yeah. less interesting when there's bullet sponges to deal with, and you have to use the big weapons. I think the shotgun is the way to play that game. Which becomes, you know, unsustainable in some of the later levels. But when it works, and you're just tearing through guys and dodging, it is great. I really like the plasma rifle. I think it's a really cool gun. It is totally for those bullet sponges, but the way that it works, like, buys into that. Because it sounds great, and it just fires just a stream of bullets. The plasma gun is great. It's no shotgun, but it's pretty great. Those those are the two. Like, rocket launchers are too dangerous. And the BFG is is kind of cool as a novelty, but is totally. I have no idea why anyone would use the rockets ever. I mean, maybe for the bosses in big open areas, 
they're really useful for the like that's the way you kill the cyber yeah, I mean demon. you shoot them when you're further away and you go bang bang and they die in like three hits but yeah because the cyber demon is a rocket fight like he's got rockets you got rockets and you just hide behind pillars and try not to blow up or you just keep moving in a circle yeah that too admittedly works <laughs> doom but one of the my only problems with doom is for as cool as the bosses are the bosses kind of suck the bosses do the, the game is not it's a crowd game it's a game about yeah it, like there's no like there's no AI in that game there's <laughs> limited pathfinding and then they fire at you but, yeah and that, that works that is but the bosses are super cool looking I, I like the way that they are presented I wish that it was just more involved and I, I think that is just 2014 talking about 1993. Yeah, all those, all they were meant to be was things that look cool and have bigger guns. It's, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm amused that the Cyber Demon is like the end of Act 2 and then end of Act 3's boss. It's like, oh, you're, you're okay, you're cool. Spider Mastermind, not as cool as the Cyber <laughs> you Demon. Can't re- where do you go when you've come up with Cyber Demon? I mean, the Cyber Demon's on the box. Like, they knew what they had. <laughs> How often did they? How much does Masters of Doom talk about the Cyber Demon and the design thereof? Because that's what I want to know. Not really. Mostly they talk about Adrian Carmack being like he drew all of the id games like, and he but he hated Commander Keen because he was a guy who they hired on because he was way into really gross art. Like he was like he'd look at like wrecks and medical stuff and then draw based on that that was his inspiration so he was built to make do <laughs> basically. basically and i mean all that gross stuff it looks really good it's really gross <laughs> it is it is really the game is great at being gross yeah in a totally juvenile <laughs> well, way doom is the most juvenile thing but it's yeah. earnest about it which i That's think true it does come by it very <laughs> honestly. It is guys that were into metal, guys that were into yeah. There's there is a refreshing lack of pretense in Doom. <laughs> it's not we should make a shooter down down to down to in episode two and three. You don't pick up you keys pick up anymore. Skulls. You pick up skulls because of course you pick up skulls. Because why wouldn't you pick up skulls? <laughs> yeah, the skulls are great. That is the perfect touch. If, if someone was to adapt. The Master Doom into a social network esque movie, that would have to be a scene in which one of them comes and is like, We should pick up skulls, right? And the other one would go, Of course we should. You know what's cooler than keys? <laughs> skulls. That's great. Would it be in a montage? In a montage of them making dumb Doom decisions, that'd be in the middle of it. Anyway, Doom movie doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, a Doom movie exists. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I really want to now. What if they just made a uh, making of Doom movie, but with the same cast? (laughs) The movie Doom? The Rock as John Carmack. Is is The Rock (laughs) John Romero? Do they put The Rock in a wig? Yes! The Rock was born (laughs) to play John Romero in a weird (laughs) talk-heavy drama about video games. (laughs) Oh my god. That would be amazing. <laughs> it will never happen, but oh my god. Yeah, anyway. I don't know who else is in Doom the movie. <laughs> was, was anyone else? I need to find our Carmack. Let me look at the, the cast. The cast of Doom the movie, okay. Yeah. Um, live action film. Carl Urban. Wikipedia, happening Carl right Urban. now. Carl Urban. 
was the main yeah. guy. <laughs> of, of course. course. Was. Man, that's I need to watch yep, Doom. I need to watch Doom as well. I know it ends. Doug Jones as Carmack Imp and Sewer Imp. <laughs> who's, who's Doug Jones? Is that the guy that played the guy in Hellboy? He's an Abe Sapien and a bunch yeah. of, yeah, and a bunch of other dudes. Okay. He does all of the social effects, guys. <laughs> Do it being Andy Serkis before Andy Serkis was Andy Serkis. Pretty much. Anyway, that's movies. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I, uh, feel like I really appreciate about Doom is that its level design is so not friendly to the player. Like, it really says a lot. Because I don't feel, like, you don't typically feel super lost, and if you do, it's intentional. And I like that it doesn't give you a lot of signposting outside of, obviously, you need to open the colored doors with the colored keys. Uh, But instead, it gives you room to just play around in that world and find all the nooks and crannies. Or don't, because there's a lot of skippable stuff if you know the path. There definitely is. But, like, a game with those kind of twisty, turny levels would never exist today. The game just moves fast enough and trusts that you're going to keep playing and that you will see things. Yeah, because that game isn't actually very long either. We both expected it to be kind of long because we'd heard that it was long. Yeah, because it's like it's like thirty levels or whatever. It's like oh god, because when you think of like a like a modern shooter, it's like oh thirty like chapters or whatever. Oh my god, eight no. levels, please. <laughs> yeah, but instead it's like oh, some of these levels are literally five six minutes long. That's fine. The par in this is two minutes. Yeah, I never even came close. I, to I came pretty close time. sometimes. The few times I got three minutes. Yeah, because the. The par times are all built for players who play like you. No, they're built for players who play We're... far better than me. I'm not as... That's fair. But I, I looked up some Doom speedruns, and it's literally people sprinting to the end with just whatever they pick I'm not, up. I'm not so much playing to complete it fast. I'm just playing because I think that combat is way better when you're just going for it. I don't hide, I don't hide That's fair. Games. And... I basically play it as like a weird war of attrition survival horror kind of game. It's great that it can support both those things. Yep. I I feel like the way Doom went more supports my style of play. I feel like I would have way less problems with Doom 3 than like someone who played the way you did. Oh, yeah. Because... I'd like to play... I'm more interested in playing Doom 3 at this point than Doom 2. Because I've seen Doom Doom 2. And Doom 2 is just messier Doom 1. Doom, but... Because they'd already made Doom, they just fucked about with it in ways that some of them were cool, some of them were less cool. Uh, the, I think there's... I like the additional enemies, I like the Kaku Demon. I, I, I like the double uh, barrel shotgun. I like the... Uh, oh, I'm never going to remember that guy's name, but the dude with the two chain no guns on his arms. That guy's cool. You just call them... Oh, the the guy with the thing. I remember all of the dudes in the first game. I know all the I demon I know it's names. called the Pinky Demon because other people call it the Pinky Demon. Yeah. Pinky Demon, there's the Hell Knight. What's the Hell Knight? The Hell Knight is the goat guy who fires, like, his arm glows and he shoots the plasma fireball. You fight two of them as the first boss, basically. Oh, I just call them the first boss. And then there's the Flaming Skulls. Are they called Flaming Skulls or do they have a name? Because I just call them Flaming Skulls. You know, I used to know that. That's the one I forgot. Oh, okay. It's Chris, isn't it? (laughs) Chris the Flaming Skull. Anyway. But I, I too would kind of be that... interested in Doom 3 because from the way I see Doom, it doesn't even look like the same genre, let alone the same 
uh, franchise. Whereas if you, oh, they're they're called Lost Souls. By the way, no, they're not. They're fucking fire skulls. I'm never gonna call them Lost Souls. Sorry. Apparently, who wrote the, the law? Invisible Pinky Demon is called a Specter, except it's just called it's a, just pinky a Pinky Demon. demon. Come on, with, it's an Invisible with Pinky Demon. <laughs> who um? It was I talking. I was talking about dude. Yeah. Mancubus, that's the guy with the Man- big arms. Mancubus, Mancubus is cool. Who wrote the Doom Law? Uh, Todd Hall. Okay. Tom-, Tom Hall. Tom Hall. Yeah. Anyway, Doom Three seems to me like just so nothing like Doom. It's ridiculous. But for you, probably takes a lot of the ideas from Doom that you found and runs with them in a very specific direction. I mean, the monsters look terrible. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. <laughs> but. Like, just terrible, just terrible. I don't know. I, I might play it I almost bought point. it, but I instead bought a classic Doom pack rather than the one with Doom 3 BFG in it. So, now I okay. don't that. And uh, you own, like, 8,000 levels of uh, Doom? Yeah. Because the, the, what is that, Master, master levels, levels of, of Doom, Doom is, like, thousands of levels? Literally, they just put, found every Doom level they could, wasn't there a bunch of community-made levels as well? Yeah, they're, like I think they're all community made oh, levels. Here are all the Doom levels. There you go. If you yeah. if you want that aren't total conversions, here's all of your, the ones that are are not super I broken. Would like to play a Doom TC. I don't know what nonsense Doom TC I could find, but I'm sure you'll find a good one somewhere. Oh, they're all over the place. I mean, Doom was the game that modding became a thing with. Okay, well, that was Doom. Because. Carmack was like, I just want to include the tools uh, that I used in the thing. And then they're like, can we do that? He's like, yes, we can. Because Carmack was ridiculous. <laughs> and last modding was born. And and people were just... Yeah. People do... I mean, people were modding, just not in such officially supported ways. And then Counter-Strike happened years later. Yep. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, Doom's full of a lot of weird things. I mean, it was the big shareware success. The really big one. Which is a concept that will never exist again. It's because I mean today it'd just be yeah. free to play, probably. It, there were free to play games that tried to do what Shareware did. That basically said we're free to play, but you could pay twenty dollars, and then re- they realized Ooh. that never worked. So, well, I don't know. Like if Doom released today, you'd probably get Episode for free because the Shareware version was just Episode One, uh, and I, I think the Shareware thing worked where it was you could distribute it free, but you could also just buy it for like five bucks or whatever. Um, and then you send them the money for the rest of the game, and now it would just be like an in-app purchase to unlock the rest no, of the game. No, but it wouldn't. It would be an in-app purchase for each level for an amount of stars to convert to the... I'm talking about a good but free-to-play the, game. The other style literally does not exist because it doesn't make anyone near as much money. <laughs> it, it does exist, just not as often. <laughs> that Age of Empire game crashed and burned when it tried to do free-to-play on a slightly less shitty scale and no i don't know like like the free-to-play model of like the phoenix Wright game is you get the first case then you buy but the that's other one conver- that's converting impacts. a game with no free-to-play design elements into a free-to-play design i mean that's what but i'm talking about like it do i guess sure it i guess we're, we're talking about different things you're talking about doom designed for today and i'm talking about taking doom and making it work for today's economy sure, but i i think that that's that style of freedom i mean aside from the fact that you can get doom for like 
$2 most of the time on Steam. Anytime there's a sale, <laughs> Doom is Doom like, is like a, buck, a yeah. buck. No, but I, I mean more like the uh, free-to-play stuff that's more like that. That's just episodic, but you get the first episode free, I feel like. I mm. would not class that in the same category as some free-to-play stuff. And I know I know a lot of people just played the shareware Doom as like, well, that the, was the, the game. The first seven levels are great, so you get, you get a yeah. lot of it. I, I, like I said, I like Act 2 a lot more. Yeah. Uh, you get you get those weird vampire heads, that the greatest texture in video Is games. That the, the heads that pass by on a moving texture. Oh, no, no, the demon head, where it's just, like, the, like, grinning guy. Oh, He's got, like, guy. horns. The moving texture yeah. of the faces. The animated oh. textures, man. I think I did a vine of that. I, why did those go away? Why did those oh, go really? away? <laughs> why did those go away? I wonder. I mean, they... Like Minecraft has animated textures. That's a game I should play. I'm a bit of a fraud. We we will. There's going to be a time where we do Minecraft. Stream so don't us worry playing about Minecraft it. or something dumb like that. Oh, basically for that month, I'm just going to run a server and we're just going to have fun. I want to see Minecraft. what happens to the server. I mean, it's going to be you, me, and any friends of ours that we invite yeah. in who aren't jerks. We'll find out. We'll learn something. About ourselves and others on that day. Yeah. It'll be great. I like Minecraft a whole lot. I like that film. Yeah, it's a good game too. But you have to play with other people where there's not a whole lot. (laughs) It's just the saddest thing. (laughs) Actually, you want to talk about a game that will give you an existential crisis. Where you are, like, in this empty world, like, tunneling under a mountain, and you're deep underground and you kind of feel claustrophobic because the game was like good at that and you realize that you're doing this for nobody you build nothing, a thing and there's, there's no nobody in the world yeah. but you yeah it's like like god at the beginning of the universe <laughs> if you choose to believe in such a thing like that's what minecraft makes I, you feel I like is that god in a play <laughs> really <musical. laughs> i was god at the beginning but of the universe i was bummed out so i made people that's that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know you were did theater. I, I mean, I don't, or nor can I sing, and yet I was God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard you sing. You're entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason when I was in a band, it was a punk band, and not a band that required actual talent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's staying in, so it's pretty good. I liked, I liked that. We learned something about <laughs> you today. I fairly sure they just cast me at God because God just stood on the balcony, like away from everyone at all times, and didn't have to dance ever. So here's the end question, I guess. As someone who likes Doom and feels the way you do about shooters, are you? interested in doom 4 slash what do you think doom 4 is i am really really interested in finding out what doom 4 is and only marginally interested in playing it (laughs) yeah i could agree with that i mean it's not going to be like a fast it's not going to be like doom right like it's they can't everyone hated doom 3 so what 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 do you do in that position i feel like because but the problem is like all those games that try to be like the fast throwbacky games like serious sam and yeah, like like there's a niche, but those games don't sell. Not in I think they could sell. Starcraft two. So if you're saying they made Doom four, 
like Doom, the fact that it's called Doom would get people to it's, buy it, regardless of the fact it's an it's old they did it really style well. game. Look at how Command and Conquer was completely. No one give, gave a shit about that, and then StarCraft Two came in, and everyone thought it was the best thing ever. There is precedent for this happening, and I think they could. I don't think it's very likely. I think. You think they're gonna go Doom Three route again, or do you think they're gonna do something like Call of Duty but oh with Oh God, demons? I hope not. No, no, of course that's what they're gonna do. Of course it is. Sorry, I've, my optimism. <laughs> you just crushed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking it could be really interesting, especially as no one at id is anyone who was at id when id was id, right? After no, I mean Romero's making social games, Carmack's off making virtual Which reality. Which is where I'd rather Carmack be at this stage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that man makes <laughs> rockets and headsets. Headsets to fly rockets with. Uh, yes, I mean there's that Eve game, so you're right. Man, that Eve story for a month ago was the best thing. Yeah, all the Eve stories are the best stories. I'm never going to play Eve. Actually, there was, no, five, there was five minutes where... There are games that exist to tell stories to sane people. That's one of them. Daisy is one of them. I don't know. I'm kind of into, I, someone wrote a good article about Daisy about how he hated it and everything it stood for that I read, and I was sold by that. But I... I mean, Daisy, yeah, Daisy is a yeah, psychopath simulator. It's the worst. But every story about yeah. it is amazing. I, I feel like I maybe should play Daisy once so I understand it for myself. It, it frightens me. <laughs> like, literally, like, A, I don't think I would enjoy it, and B, I think active playing it would be damaging to my psyche. Yeah, both of those are true for me, but yeah, I make bad decisions every day. Why can't this be one of them? <laughs> oh, it totally could be. Go right ahead, make a bad choice, I guess. I played Final Fantasy XIV the other day. Final Fantasy XIV looks really cool. I wish it wasn't an it MMO. Is, yeah, it's just an MMO, which I was like, oh, it's a... Because the problem is you have all that beautiful world and you waste it on an endless series of like grind quests. Yes. You talk to how many people to get quests that were literally as advanced as pick up this change I threw on the ground. <laughs> no, pick up this change I threw on the ground. Wait for the bar to fill as you pick up the change yes. off the ground. Because that's how much you have to, you have to go. Th- you have to pan that change and make sure there's no rocks in it before you can put it in the pocket. <laughs> Oh yeah, not gonna play any more of that. The uh, the beta for PS4 is free right now, so I was like, maybe I'm not. I mean, going I've already to do that. I've already streamed but it. So. Some some part of me kind of wanted to. I, right? I I don't like MMOs no. at all, so it I I really <laughs> shouldn't. It's just, it's literally wasting a bunch of my bandwidth. There is only one that. MMO that I probably could get into, and that is City of Heroes, and that's gone now. So, and done. Is Champions Online it's not still around? What you want. It's not even close. Oh, I thought they were like the same they're thing. They're the same thing, but then it's the the Champions combat is nowhere near as good. It's got free to play bullshit everywhere. Uh, it's not what you want. We're going to wrap up and then do segment four, and it'll be short. Cool. We'll just run a little shorter today. I'll throw on a disclaimer talking about internet problems, because I'm sure that it will be obvious in the edit. Yeah, as we put in random noises everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) This is our first bad episode. It's fine. It happens. I feel okay about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know there's stuff in this that is good i think we're personable it's a little ridiculous but whatever uh, yeah unlike the first episode in which we had lots of good things to say but were rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really like yeah. that devil may cry it is a good good game I mean, it, that was a good talk. That's so Actually, probably That fit was really good. But those first intros that we couldn't just ever show them. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up Doom real fast. Do Final thoughts on Doom? Doom is a very good game. I like it. No. No? I lost you again. No, you that. didn't. Yep. Oh, it gave me a problem. It's like, there's a problem. <laughs> there's always a problem. No, Doom's great. I think it's far more interesting than you would expect from the game that brought you first-person shooters as a genre. It has great tone. Uh, I like the fact that you can play it in both ways and it's uh, perfectly valid. It doesn't really... you know, Again, talking about it's not a systems-driven thing. I guess it is a systems-driven thing like maybe default is but it's the act of playing it is the reward it's not like you're seeing great story or leveling up your character it is a very oh you mean those great end story cards at the end of every episode those end story cards are great i'm not gonna disagree with you you expect to die but you don't and then you wake up in hell what if like you fought the bad guy shouldn't this be over shouldn't where's your reward Doom's so dumb. <laughs> Doom's so clearly made yeah, by teenagers. Yeah, Doom is unabashedly dumb, but that's that's really why yeah. I like it. Like, as the guy who doesn't like shooters, uh, this one's good because it is so aware that it is just a fun action game. It's just fun, and it is okay with being just fun. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be full of nuance. It can just be good. It has a lack of cynicism, which is refreshing for shooters. Yeah, that uh, warms me to no end. Yep, and it looks great. Like we've come to the point where Doom just looks like a great artistic choice. That's Doom. So that's final Doom. Doom. Ha! I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. You should. (laughs) Always am. You're the worst. Always am. I'm stopping this recording. We're gonna go to segment four and wrap this up. segment four yeah normally we do questions but we don't really have questions and why is that we started this at six in the morning it's now eight but everyone's still in bed because it's sunday yeah Uh, everyone's not gonna wake up not gonna ask questions about video games or movies or love which is what i solicited on the internet next month we're gonna get away from these old ass games we are and we're going to play an old ass. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, 
I was like, we should really play this cool new game that I really like and I want to see what you think of it. And then you made not had a comment and then suddenly we're playing the 90s again. <laughs> uh, what was my offhanded comment? It was, what, Crash Bandicoot? Oh, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, it started but as a joke. you took it seriously and it's actually kind of a good idea. It is a good idea. So, we're going to play the original Crash Bandicoot, that PS1 classic, which you can find on the PSN store under PS1 Classics. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, well, I try. Well <laughs> Wampa Fruits. Uh, my, what was your Crash Bandicoot game that you played a lot of? Uh, Wrath of Cortex. Okay, which one's that? The fourth one. The one where they just okay. remade Warped, but a different company. I like to insert okay. a bunch, but never got into it. Because uh... mine, mine was three, which was Warped. Yeah, I played a bunch of three at other people's house, but never having a PS1. I don't, I don't know if I owned one or two, but I had three for whatever reason, because it was the 90s and I bought video games differently. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I own Skate 2, but not Skate 1, right? Like, that's how that works. It's because Skate 2 is the one you want. Sure. On Sunday, I would like to get Skate 3, just to see. I own Warped and none of the other ones. On my Vita right now, Warped is on there. The other two are not. Yep. So, the weird problem is that in the U.S., Crash Bandicoot is not available for Vita. What? Yeah, so anyone playing along at home, it's available on PS3, it's available on PSP, it's not available on Vita. Why? I don't know. Don't know. Because okay, it's a real good Vita game, that. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be great. I'm going to play it on PS3. Uh, on your so big-ass television. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't care. Give me those chunky polygons. I like it. I like the way it looks. I think PS1 games on my giant TV turn off the like weird filters, turn off the smoothing, just chunky ass bullshit. Give it to you raw. It looks great. Yeah, give it to me raw. Yeah. It's the only way to go. So that's going to be good. Uh, in conjunction, uh, if you want to play along, we have reading homework, which I will link to a giant Naughty Dog retrospective of the making of the first Crash Bandicoot. So good. It is one of the more fascinating behind-the-scenes video game stories. That game uh, didn't have crates. Forever. <laughs> and then they put crates in and they realized our game is crates. That's yeah. pretty much the kind of or stuff you get from that. how they talked about how their game was more influential than Super Mario 64, which was their rival at the time. And they're right, even though I like Super Mario 64 better. Super Mario 64 is a better game. It's such a, but it's also like, it's a really unique game. If I feel like if games had done more games like that, it probably wouldn't be as good because it would be riffed on a lot and it's not. No, no, (laughs) Crash Bandicoot, you run down a narrow path and jump on things. Uh, Crash Bandicoot is is all all of the the video video games. games. Yeah. (laughs) Crash Bandicoot won that argument in design philosophy right there, which is kind of a shame in many ways, but Super Mario 64 is special. So yeah, that's going to be good. It'll be fun. After that, we will play a modern game. Something made in the last 10 years, I promise. We're going to play that plane game eventually. One day. Uh, by the time that next month rolls around, I might have my 360 out again. Okay. So We'll look up any modern games that are good as well. We'll have a think. I, I mean, I own that Ace Combat game. It's on my shelf. Hell yeah. Assassin's Creed 4 now. Let's play Assault Horizon instead. Let's fuck off. <laughs> I don't know anything other than I knew that would make me 
<laughs> I, I know. I knew what you were doing. I saw the button being pressed. But we've got we've got lots of games to look forward to in the future. Like Tony Hawk's uh, Proving Ground. We've, we've been talking about our summer plans. We're going to be playing a sports game during the summer. Yeah. We're going to bring you a month of baseball at some point. I'm <laughs> me going, the rules of baseball are way too complicated. I thought you just hit the thing and run, and then you'll be like... It's easier than cricket. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a grammar school. Cricket, I... <laughs> Went in thinking cricket was cool because you hit a thing and run. Uh, left it being I hated everyone who was into cricket because they were just talking about it in the most sporty way. It's like, oh, what's this off stump leg wicket thing? I'm like, barf, cricket. I only know sticky wicket. Oh uh, no, no well, there's technical terms for everything cricket, and there are some sports. I know it's a bad way to be, but then there are some sports in which when you get into technical terms, I'm like, no, I have no time for. I mean, there's some there's some baseball terms. It's like a two seam fastball what? and a three seam fastball. Yeah, it's it's essentially that's the stuff I was always worried about. Is all the names for different techniques of throwing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, what you mean? You throw the ball at the thing? Yeah, sure. A curveball. A, cu- a curveball, I will accept. I will accept a curveball. Uh, there's. I'm not the most small, sporty guy. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ace Combat's happening. We're gonna play a uh, train sim at some point. We're gonna play A Train, which on is on Steam. A Train Eight, I think. Postmaster. We might play Postmaster <laughs> too. Might be a yes. Segment two game. Didn't... And then Sunday, I'm gonna make Jackson play Braid. Like that's on the agenda. Sure. Didn't you want to play Adam Wake at some point as well? Yep. Okay. Video yeah. games. That's a that's a future. That's a when I get my computer because I already own it, but I can't run it. I'm looking down my list of Xbox games, man, there's some. There are a lot of these games are really quite bad. <laughs> I don't actually own that many Xbox games anymore. I do own Hot Jams, like, 99 Nights. <laughs> I have the club here. Bizarre Creations Finest Hour. Original Xbox game, Digimon Rumble Arena 2. I don't know. I've got... You don't know Jack, so I'm, I'm set. God, the, one of the worst things about England is how we never got You Don't Know Jack. Oh, you never got the new yeah, one? No, if that, that is maybe one of my highest reasons for wanting to buy a PS3, is that I could import You Don't Know Jack at last. It's really good. You think, yeah, no. If, is it not on nope. Steam? I thought that was on Steam now. It has not come to England. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't, they didn't, because half the games are about US culture, and by the time anyone found out about what You Don't Know Jack was over here, they'd already made a Facebook game, and all the cultural references were out of date on that Xbox game. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And, it's still fun. And now it's just a free-to-play game on my phone. You'd probably you'd probably still be pretty good at you. Know, I Jack. love you. I came out it came out over here on iOS, and I bought that and loved it. And then they deleted it off the store and replaced it with a free-to-play version, which made me like, Bar. yeah, exactly. Well, I was like free-to-play. We'll have our we'll have our month of uh, you don't know Jack Trill Pursuit and seen it. <laughs> If we if we were in the same place, we would totally do that because yes. uh, I think we would have a fearsome scene at battle. Yeah, that's probably never going to happen because we're both. We, I'm poor, and you're never coming to this terrible country. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to come here either. So. Oh no, I, I want to come to America if uh, other stuff eventually in my life because America is a big place. It's cool. I kind of want to go there eventually. Cool, cool. But like. Uh, I don't know what I would do now, because like four years ago, I would have been like, I want to go to PAX, because I was a teenager, and now I do not want to do that, so. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Anyway. 
So those are future games because I, I just want to give you a picture of what we're looking at. Oh, we have a we have a new web address oh, shit, that yes. is not fixed we up. We should start setting that up and do things. I mean, all the things are posted in there, but yeah. Um, God, it is abnormalmapping.wordpress.com because I was tired of Tumblr, basically. Yep. And uh, it's it's still rough. Uh, we're going to. Uh, we don't have like the about pages aren't set up right. Well, we... and I want to tag things so you can get to our streams easier. Are you exporting your streams to YouTube? Yes, but they're going to my channel. Well, that's fine. I don't mind. I mean, mine's going to my personal channel too. There's no abnormal mapping YouTube channel. Because we're really organized about making this a thing. We have a really big business plan. Twelve steps. I'd never want this to be a business. <laughs> Could you imagine doing <laughs> video games as a life thing? Like we're just gonna talk about video? No. I, I can't in any way. Like, there are times when I feel guilty about not... Because I, I said to myself, I'm going to review things, I'm going to do... That. Like, there are times where I was like that and wanted to... I could never stick at it because I realized that doing that as an actual thing would be the worst. Yeah. I mean, I like to write about games sometimes. I, I want to write a thing about Bravely Default for sure when I finish it. Uh, it's mostly going to be talking about how I think Etrian Odyssey is better and more of a road to the future for this style of game. Uh, but I still like both games. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll try to write something again eventually. I started writing, then I didn't, because I was like, oh, I'm busy, and uh, I'm back. Oh, you've got, you're in school, you've got other things going on. Yeah, you have a job. <laughs> Whatever. Next month I want to put out episode two of this game I'm working on. <laughs> I've been real stalled out, because games and life and sadness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the best thing for Twine, though, life and sadness. Except I need to, like, have constructive narrative cohesion in my sadness. <laughs> Not all of us can write personal games, Jackson. Oh, no, I can't. I can't either. <laughs> I just shout that out and was like, this isn't even what I intended it to be. This makes me sound like the worst teenager when it wasn't, ugh, throw up. And then, then I want to make a game with graphics. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be... I got a tablet. Did you download it's Game Maker? Kinda cool. I, I did that last time it was free. Okay. Shit, it's no longer free, isn't it? It probably is right now because like they had that thing. I don't know how long that special lasted. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I wanted to. I mean, there is already a free version of Game Maker, but they're offering like the one that's normally like fifty for free. Studios. Because there's there's like three tier. Yeah, there's like three tiers of Game Maker. There's free, and then there's like fifty, and then there's like a bigger one. I think it's gone back to being expensive again. Is Studio the free one? It's like Studio. Yeah, I don't remember because I think they're like the top two are both named Studio, but one Studio something and one Studio another thing. I don't know. I've downloaded and installed them now. I'm, I don't know. Whatever video games. I mean, it seems like they're regularly putting that middle tier on say are, are available as free. So if you don't get it now, you'll get it again. And the free one will do you for like early like because I think one of the big differences is like with the free one you get almost all the same features, but like it's stuff you wouldn't be putting in a or like a first game. Yeah. Because, A, it's not going to be a thing you're trying to sell or, you know, release in that kind of form, probably. Unless you're the guy that made Gunpoint. Yeah, that's operating on a different level. Yeah. And even Gunpoint started out as a game that he did not expect to be paid. And then he was like, oh, I guess this is cool. And then made Gunpoint, which, well yep. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to end this podcast now. I'm going to end it. It's being ended by me. Okay, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. We're going to talk about games. Oh, you can find us on Twitter. Give us your Twitter. 
my Twitter, Talia002. Yeah. And my Twitter is LitRock. You, you have a good Twitter that's like a word you can remember. You lucked out. I mean, you could change yours anytime you want. <laughs> and yet I don't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, maybe I might stream some games soon. I don't know. It's been a while. I like the good part of Mass Effect. I want to stream that. Yeah, just do like a marathon one day. I haven't. I've got the bad part out of the way. Um, just blow through the entire Citadel and delete Mass Effect. <laughs> and never play a Mass Effect game ever again. Oh